We Turned Out Okay is a show about children and families. You get to see into the mind of a child development expert, and you'll learn tons about kids and why they do what they do. It's for grown-ups, so it's not always G-rated. But it's almost always PG. And we'll let you know when it's PG-13 or higher. Also, you can expect some rabbit holes and detours. But we return to the topic at hand. Besides, rabbits are awesome. What have you got against rabbits? Anyway, sit back, relax, and prepare to learn about how to stay sane while raising your little kids. Enjoy the show! Come on, guys! We turned out okay. The modern parent's guide to old school parenting. I want to hang upside down from the swing set. Welcome to We Turned Out Okay with host Karen Locke Cole. I want to climb to the top of that tree. And now, here's your host, Karen Locke Cole. Hello and welcome to We Turned Out Okay. This is episode 308 of the show that helps you change your child's behavior from bad to good, feel happy inside, and truly enjoy family time. Welcome, welcome. I am Karen Locke Culp. I'm the host of this show and the creator of WeTurnedOutOkay.com. I've written uh, some parenting books and I have a private coaching community at WeTurnedOutOkay.com, which is called the Ninja Parenting Community. And uh, it's where I help parents like when things get especially challenging. And I'm excited because this one, this is a post directly from the forums uh, in our community where a mom wrote in and, and uh, she basically asked the question, it's the middle of the night and my child is awake. What should I do? <laughs> so I'm going to read directly from the post that from her post and she writes, we had a really great evening. So when he woke up at 1am, this is by the way, her three year old, when he woke up at 1am, I had the patience to deal with it. I'm not sure what this is about. It's been once a week on a different night for the last three weeks. Seems totally random, but maybe it's not. It's not happening at his dad's. I can't identify a trigger, but he wakes up sometime around one to 3am and is just wide awake and mad that it's not morning yet. He calls out to me because he knows he's supposed to wait until 6 a.m. when his clock turns green to come out, which I think that is so super clever, by the way. Like, we did not have clocks that turned colors to tell kids when it was okay to get out of bed or not. I love that. Last night, he wanted to change his pajamas and have me put on a story on his speaker. When the story ended, he called out for another and asked politely. So I put on one more and then he slept till eight, usually wakes between six and seven, but I knew he needed the sleep. So I decided we could be late today. That was a really good idea. I'm glad you did that. I'm glad I let him sleep. He woke up happy and cooperative and we had a great morning and a happy drop off at, at uh, preschool. He is taking the car magnet very seriously these last few days and it's awesome. I gave the teachers a heads up about sleep. Hopefully he can catch a nap today. Any tips on the sleep stuff? I'm just trying to meet the need kindly, but quickly. It seems like these are real needs and not stalling or just trying to get out of sleeping. So does your child do this? Uh, I'll tell you my, my particularly one of my kids did. The other one was, uh, this is one of those times where like, you don't know what you're getting into with your firstborn. So I had a terrifically awful and difficult pregnancy with my first one. Um, I needed to be on strict bed rest. Like I had, uh, I had just, it was a real struggle. And, you know, even his birth was an emergency C-section in the end. And, um, when he was born, 
he basically started sleeping through the night like immediately. Like they had me wake him up um, to feed him because he was nursing. And uh, and my mom said, I remember her saying like, it was just like you. She Apparently I was a breach and I was a really difficult birth and it took my mother four days to have me. And, um, but then when I, when I was born, I was like the most cooperative, perfect in terms of sleeping, especially uh child, like, like it was amazing. You know what I mean? My mother was like, okay, this is really cool. So that's really how it was for us with our firstborn. And then the second one, uh, didn't. And so the firstborn, like he slept, he, he had a nap until he was like five. I mean, he, he just was really regular in his sleep schedule, loves his sleep. And the second one just wasn't like that. And, uh, again, it wasn't his fault. It's not like when he would wake up in the middle of the night and he, it would be like three in the morning and he'd be like, okay, I'm awake. <laughs> Who's going to come and get me? It's time to play. You know what I mean? Um, it was so frustrating. <laughs> the room where I am podcasting now actually um, used to be his room. He's a teenager. And so he has moved into uh, a different room. But we still have, first of all, we still have his mural, which is uh, my mom painted a mural from the book Where the Wild Things Are. And it's just awesome. And I love it so much. And But we put in um, blackout curtains in the hopes that like that would help. And it totally didn't help. Like he just didn't sleep in the same way that the firstborn had slept. And so it's kind of, kind of nuts. You know what I mean? And if this is happening to you, I just want to extend my sympathy and my hugs, um, and empathy as well. I've been there. I know what this is like. Uh, there will come a day. I know it's hard to believe right now, but there will come a day when your child likely will, um, will sleep and sleep and you'll be like, my God, why aren't they getting up yet? You know, like they're 15 and, and they've been sleeping since, midnight and now it's 11 a.m. Like what's going on? So that will, I, I am fairly sure that that will happen for you. Um, but what we're going to try and do after the break is get into some solutions for right now, because you need help now, right? You don't need to think about when they're 15. Um, so my ninja parent here asks any tips on the sleep stuff. And all I have to say about that is, yep, right after this break. Welcome to the break for episode 308 of We Turned Out Okay. I am very excited about this episode. It's a special one because it's all about what to do when your child is awake at night. And I believe as you're listening, we are getting into the solutions. <laughs> We've defined the problem and now we're getting into the solutions. So I'm going to get you back to that ASAP. And I have a couple announcements to make first. The first one is that the Magic Words for Parents that I do most Mondays in our Facebook group, which is located at facebook.com slash we turned out okay. That's the page and you can click the link there to join the group. Um, is about what what to do when we are awake in the night. Um, this is something that I think we could all uh, use some help with at some times of the year. I know I'm I'm finding myself waking up real early sometimes at night and uh, it's nuts. And so I wanted to do, since this is about when our child is awake, I wanted to do one about when our kids are awake. So you can go over to um, Facebook and find that, or you can just click the link in the show notes because I always put the link in here for that. Okay. So uh, there's a little bit of a format change. Usually I do the parenting news here. And instead of doing that, what I've decided to do is to take the parenting news um, and, and we will see them again in the new year. But I'm, I'm coming up. I'm, I've decided that the show has gotten a little bit uh, ungainly 
um, in the sense of it's gotten a little bit too long. It feels like I'm 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 not able to rein it in as much as I would like. I really like the rabbit holes. Um, I know you do too. I hear that from you a lot. Um, but I'm also getting feedback that it's just <laughs> like it's 20 minutes before we can get to the second half of the show or whatever. And I want to try and change that. So uh, the parenting news is not going away forever. Uh, like I said, I've got a, f- a format change coming up that I'm thinking about. So um, and I'm really excited about it. I think you will be too once we get into it. Um, and so, yeah, so that's the deal with the parenting news. You'll see it after the first of the year. I each week write a weekly newsletter. Uh, it comes out on Wednesdays. And this week's is called When You Feel Like a Failure. And uh, that's basically, I'm going to try and give some ideas, some tools, some thoughts on what to do when we feel like that. Honestly, if we're waking up in the middle of the night, that can that can be really related to when we feel like a failure. So if you are interested in finding out about what you can do, uh, go to weturnedoutok.com slash weekly. Or again, just scroll down in your podcatcher because the link to join the newsletter is right there. Weturnedoutok.com slash weekly. And then you can find out um, what to do when you feel like a failure. Thank you so much for all of your emails. I am... Um, I'm loving hearing from you. I I get some of just the best questions. They inform the show going forward, but they also help the person who writes to me in the moment because I write back (laughs) and I try to give some kind of tool or even just a virtual hug. I mean, something to make you feel better. I answer every one of those. Um, and I, I love it when you write to me because it makes me it makes me feel like we're really in a in a real community here. So thank you. Thank you for that. Um, and each weekly newsletter, when you subscribe to the weekly newsletter, uh, you automatically get a, an email into your inbox that says, what are you struggling with? What can I help you with most? Like what's most troubling in your parenting life? And that's really the vast majority of the time when I hear from people who, who, uh, you know, who haven't contacted me before. That's how they do it. That's how you do it. And um, I really love that. So thank you. Keep it up. <laughs> uh, thank you for sharing about the show, which um, is how a lot of people find us when when a listener says, you know, I've got a friend who would really benefit from hearing about how to deal with it when your child is awake in the night and uh, or, you know, some other show. And um, so thank you for doing that. Thank you for subscribing. That way you also never miss an episode and you get to do that happy dance that we do when a show that we love comes into our uh, podcatcher. And thank you also for your positive reviews. I, um, I love them. I, I, they mean so much to me. And um, I, I, I really, really, really appreciate them. Uh, and they kind of help keep me going. <laughs> so that feels really good too. All right. Uh, The last thing just before we get to the break, uh, just before we finish with the break and get back into our episode is um, a word from our sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by the amazing Janine Halloran, friend of the podcast, expert in teaching kids coping skills, and the creator of some stuff that you will love. Uh, She creates these things called coping cue card decks, which help kids uh, learn new coping skills. And she's also created some uh, workbooks, activity books around those. And and th- that's all available at copingskillsforkids.com slash okay. And if you uh, listen to the conversation that Janine and I are going to have here, the brief conversation we'll have in just a moment, you'll get to hear how you can save uh, 15% on all of those incredible products that Janine has that help really, really help in um, in parenting. So, so stay tuned for that. 
I will share more about it in a moment. Janine's sponsorship pays for production, editing, and web hosting for We Turned Out Okay. But before we get to that, my time in creating this show is supported by the members of our Ninja Parenting community. I teach ninja parents how to get good behavior from their children, how to handle their toughest parenting struggles, like one recent one where there's a mom who's struggling with grandparent boundaries. So she's got uh, her her child's grandparents are um, are just making it really, really difficult for her to want to spend time with them, and she's not sure how to do that. And so that's been a really big and wonderful discussion in the in the ninja parenting community. So if you have issues like that, come and join us, <laughs> or or really any parenting issue, because there's that's just a drop in the bucket of what's over there. And if this mom is listening, I just want to tell you how proud I am of you with the way that you're dealing with it and and how you're thinking about it. I I am I feel very privileged to be helping you and you know that we're talking about this that you're bringing this up in the community it really means a lot and um and I'm proud of you because I know you're on the right track and um and you should keep going Uh, okay, so how to get good behavior, how to handle their toughest parenting struggles, how to feel in tune with their children and enjoy family time for real. The Ninja Parenting Community works because it's all online. So there's help for you 24-7 wherever you live and whatever your time zone. It's personalized to you so you can always get help with whatever part of raising children is most challenging for you. It's always growing because our members share their challenges and struggles and I create help with personalized videos, worksheets, and other offerings. It contains deep and broad learning to help you most in your parenting. Learn more and become either a monthly or an annual member. Actually, I should say, I, sh- I need to change that in, in what I've got written in my notes because um, the only way to become an annual member is after you have become a monthly member, then you have that option. Um, the but, but you can become a monthly member by going to weturnedoutok.com slash join NPC. And I really hope you do. All right, now a word from the lovely Janine, our sponsor. Here we go. here with Janine Halloran, our awesome uh, sponsor of the show and also beloved guest on the show. She's been a she's a three time returning champion. And she has a fantastic website and and a bunch of resources at copingskillsforkids.com. You're going to want to go to copingskillsforkids.com slash okay, okay, because that's where everything that we talk about, including the discount that you can get um, are located. So welcome, Janine. Thank you for coming on the show to talk with us for a few moments. Thanks for having me, Karen. I'm excited. Can you so so some of the things that are on the uh, website are like at, at copingskillsforkids.com/ok are um are there's a there's an activity book for processing feelings and I have it. I'm holding it in my hand and I just I love this book so much. Um and then there are uh several coping skills cue card decks, which we've talked about previously in these kind of segments. Um, How do you suggest that families use the Processing Feelings book in particular? Can you talk about that just for a few moments? Sure. So it's one of those activity books, you know, I think it would work better if parents did it together. And it's not one that kids have to complete all the different, you know, um, all of the pages all in one day. So, you know, there's sections for different challenging feelings that kids might have. There's a section for sad. There's a section for worried. There's a section for anxious. There's a section for feeling overwhelmed. And so if a child is struggling with maybe feeling uh, stressed out, You could start with having them talk about or write about or draw about, you know, the things that make other people feel stressed out. 
Um, and then if they want to do another page, maybe they draw about feeling stressed out. But it's not one that kids have to do all in one big fell swoop. It's just a really, um, it's a starting point for having a conversation. That's what I think about it as, you know, you have, you, they start to draw and then, or they start to write about it. And then it becomes a little bit easier to start a conversation. So you could say, oh my gosh, I'm noticing this in your picture. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? And then you can start a conversation a little bit deeper about what's maybe going on that you may not have known about before. Mm -hmm. It's really, it's a really just a conversation starter. That's what I think about it as. It's a way to, you know, get into talking about feelings without having this awkward, like, let's sit across the table from each other and say, how are you feeling today? What's making you sad? It's easier for kids to write or draw about something um, than it is to sometimes talk about it. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's exactly where this would come in. And uh, you just you uh, answered my question, but I just wanted to kind of highlight it again. This is something for parents to do with their young children, right? Yes, absolutely. And so this is something where they can sit down, and you know, a parent could do a page themselves. They could copy it, and then they could have a page that they do all themselves as well. Mm. It's, it would be really interesting and cool for your kid to see, oh, my mom feels sad when these things happen, or my dad feels upset or stressed out or overwhelmed at these points. Wow, I love that. That 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 gives you so many different ways to to utilize the pages of this workbook um, or activity book. I think that's awesome. Well, thank you so much. So this Processing Feelings Activity Book and all the Cope and Cue Card decks, which there are now processing, sensory, distraction, relaxation, and movement. And I love each of these decks. They're so sweet and beautiful. They are all available at copingskillsforkids.com slash OK. That is O-K-A-Y. And you can get 15% off of your order when you go to that page. And also when you put in the uh, coupon code OKAY, and that's in all caps, um, you'll get 15% off when you do that. So um, so definitely do it. Janine, I want to say thank you so much for being the sponsor of our show and for um, for creating these resources for parents, I think, and, and kids, for families, because I think this is something that uh, could be really, really helpful for our listeners. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this. Mm, Me too. (laughs) Woohoo. All right. And now everybody on with the show. Okay. Back from the break for episode 308. Gosh, that's a high number. (laughs) Very cool. So just as a refresher, what we're talking about what to do when your child wakes up in the middle of the night. And I guess I would say, so I'm, I'm going to try and make this a super short and sweet episode. It is December. If you're listening in real time, it's nuts for everybody of whatever religion or no religion. Like it's just that time of year is just a super crazy time of year. So I want you to be able to get the solutions that you need without like an hour long episode, which oftentimes I make hour long episodes and I hope that they provide value all the way through. I mean, I don't make them an hour just to like, I don't sit around sort of thinking like, how can I lengthen this one, right? They just are that long. Today's I want to make super short for you so that you can, you can get in, you can get the tips that you need and you can get out (laughs) and go put them to use. So, so that's the plan for today. So first I've got three things that you can do for when your child wakes up in the middle of the night. And the first one is to recognize, simply recognize that this kind of thing happens. You know, I, I rarely use the word phase, 
but it applies here. I just don't like that word because I think we can sort of say, oh, it's just a phase. It's a little bit like using the expression, we turned out okay to justify spanking or something like that. That's not, I don't like it. I don't, I don't love the use of, of that word, of that phrase. And I don't like using the word phase because it can, we can basically talk ourselves into like, oh, it's not a real problem. It's just a phase. And I, but I do feel like there are some things that it applies to, um, and sleeping is one of them. Like sometimes they just, it's very common, much as we dislike it, they just wake up at night sometimes and it's like, oh, it's so frustrating. Um, so just acknowledging that, recognizing that they go in and out of phases like this. And so they might do this for a month or a couple of weeks or six months or something like that, but then they'll grow out of it and it might return and then they'll grow out of it again. It's just, I, I want you to know this is kind of a long-term thing. It's not like there's a solution that is going to work for everybody um, that, that, you know, that has steps you can implement. I'm trying to give you the ideas that I think will will make you happiest and and help you through these phases. Okay. So um, the second thing is to ask, what can they do for themselves at that time? And so at that time of night. So this mom references... Um, that they've got a clock that flashes green or glows green when it's when it's okay for the child to get up. Um, is there something, and I don't mean necessarily like that, but is there is there something you can do so that you don't have to what that what that clock means is now a parent doesn't have to go into their bedroom and say, oh, it's not time to get up yet, you know, um, like it's not time to get out of bed yet. But what what can they do sort of while they're in bed by themselves and. I think about like, can you have kind of a, a go-to nighttime bag that is just for this situation? And of course, if you do, if you put books in there and maybe a book light or something like that, it needs to be within reach of the child so they don't have to go and ask you for it. But it also has to be something that that gets used for this time of night only. So like if they, if I suppose you could maybe say if they, it's maybe call it the can't sleep bag. And so maybe it's right next to their bed. And when they can't sleep, they get to turn on their own book light and they get to read the stories in this bag and they only get to do it then. So then if they wake up in the middle of the night, oh my gosh, I can't sleep. So I will use the book light and I will use the, the, um, the stories and stuff like that, that are in there. <clears throat> and then Eventually, what you'll probably find when you get up the next morning is that the book light is still on and they're sound asleep. Um, that's what that is what we used to find when we started doing things like this. I think initially I had actually told this ninja parent, like, make it only for the middle of the night and at no other time. Um, but I think I, I think I'd love to encourage you to anybody who's listening to um, to try out some different, you know, to to. If, if that feels like the right amount of exposure to the can't sleep bag, then fine. But if you if you feel like you can trust your child to um, use it responsibly, maybe help them be responsible for their own sleep by giving them something like this. You know what I mean? Um, I prefer that. And, and I did say this to the ninja parent in question um, in the forums back when this kind of when this situation came up, which now is like three months ago. Um I suggested that I, I didn't, you know, they obviously we can do anything we want. This is, this is not me telling you what to do, but it's me sort of cautioning you about one specific thing, which is a speaker like that, that you have to come and turn on might not be the best choice because the second thing we're trying to do here is 
the second step we're trying to take is, is ask, what can they do for themselves? So if they can't turn on the speaker and you don't want them to go near the speaker, uh, which I totally understand, I wouldn't want that either um, in the middle of the night, then what can they do by themselves? And that's the only reason I, I would discourage you from using something like a speaker, because you have to be the one who goes and, and turns it on. Um, and then the third thing is, how can we help them? So we can, like when they wake up in the middle of the night, we can keep the lights very dim, which communicates like this is not a time to get up yet. This is sleep time. Um, we can, I, we use blackout curtains and, um, as I said, they didn't help materially, like he still woke up, but one way I think they did help is we were able to keep the room very dark. And so even if it was like, well, I mean, it's, it's always going to be pretty dark. I would guess when you are, when, when it's the middle of the night, but I'm thinking about like, we were able to close the blackout curtains when he was like two and where I live in the summertime, it doesn't get dark until nine thirty, ten o'clock, something like that. And um, so we could close those curtains at like seven o'clock when the sun was still really high in the sky and it was his bedtime and um, it would be fine. Like, like he would go to sleep, but then sometimes he would wake up in the night. And as this mom references, he would be mad because like, it's supposed to be like, you're supposed to be getting up with me. Like, why aren't you getting up? So trying to keep the lights dim, just sort of exude a sense of like sleepiness, (laughs) if that makes sense, instead of exuding frustration because you're you're woken up um to try and be like yep now it's time for sleep you know um this ninja parent puts it so perfectly she writes that uh she wants to be there for him in a kind and quick way like so she wants to be able to say like okay you know i'm here here's a hug oh where's your where's your um can't sleep bag you know can you find something in there all right i'm going to give you a, a kiss and you can get yourself back to sleep good night and then off she goes, right? Um, if this, if the, I should say too, if this, if all this works for you <clears throat> and your child is in a separate room and this is how you want it, I think that's wonderful. It is also equally wonderful if you are a co-sleeping parent. Like I don't ever want you to feel like, you know, I disapprove of this in some way. Um, I totally don't. If co-sleeping is what's working for you and your family, I think that's great. In this ninja parents family, um, the way that it's set up is is everybody has a, their own room, and um, that's how we, you know, that's how we raised our kids. I think we would have been more amenable to co sleeping, except that poor Ben, um, he had terrible nightmares, uh, even when our, our even when our kids were babies, and they were not even when our second born came along. And he, there was, he never once came into bed with us. Ben would still have nightmares because of when we brought the first one into bed with us, you know, when he was like a tiny newborn, um, he would have dreams about like suffocating his child. And so that was never, ever going to work for us. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And that is perfectly okay. It's whatever works in your family. So, um, so anyway, I suppose even if you even if your child is co-sleeping and they're up in the middle of the night and you don't want to be up definitely use these, uh, you know, use these tips, right? Um, So keeping the lights dim, communicating sleep, being there for them in a sort of kind and quick way, like, okay, I'm going to go back to sleep now. Good night. Um, And then the other part of this, if if the third way is, is knowing how we can help them, part of that is understanding that this will pass and trying to 
if we can reframe our brain so that we're thinking of this, maybe you can't think of this as a positive. I know how frustrating it is, but maybe that think of some of the positives about having a child that is of the age where they still want you to go in and, and comfort them. Um, thinking of something positive instead of focusing on the negative, the negative is always there and, um, it's always possible to focus on it, but it doesn't help us. It doesn't serve us in the way that uh, focusing on positive things will. So, so for example, right now, uh, in in my life, uh, my kids are older and they, but they still live with us, and so we are dealing with just. I'll get up in the morning. You know, my typical bedtime is like nine, and and their typical bedtime is midnight, and. I'll get up in the morning and um, the whole kitchen has been transformed in the middle of the night. And and they're, they've been incredibly good about cleaning up after themselves. But oftentimes there will be a bunch of crumbs or there will be, I don't know, a big smear of grease on a pan that I usually use the first thing in the morning. And, and I have trained myself to think, I'm so happy they're here <laughs> rather than being like, ah, those cursed blah, 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 you know, because the negative is there and I can be really upset about it. And sometimes I still am really upset. It's not about like ignoring your feelings. It's it's about acknowledging them. And then, and then thinking like, how do I, would I prefer it the other way? Would I prefer it if my kids were grown up and gone? No, I mean, honestly, no, I wouldn't <laughs> right now. Um, I love that they're still here. And the only time I don't love it is for like, two minutes every occasional morning, some occasional mornings when I, when some part of my routine has been interrupted. And I will take that two minutes over, you know, 48 hours because the rest of it is just, is really good. And um, so I'm hoping that you can try to view this in that light. Like, yes, it's, it's a killer. It's so frustrating. And I know this because I've been there. And it's also because of the age, by virtue of the same age that you get these frustrations, you also get incredible, beautiful positives. And when you come upon a negative, I would encourage you to try and remember some of the positives about this age because it won't last forever. And um, and you might miss it when it's gone. I know how, how maybe that doesn't feel true, but... Uh, but you might. <laughs> so just try and remember that and, and hang on to some some positive aspect of early childhood, your child's early childhood. And that is our show for today. This is like a record, man. We're at 17 minutes and 35 seconds. Now there will be a break in here, which you will have already heard. But um, oh, yes, you will have already heard it because I because <laughs> I planned that in. Um, I'm, I'm just a, a quick glance behind the curtain. I am recording several episodes today and, um, it seems like they're all running together a little bit. So I just thought to myself, oh crap, I didn't actually insert a place for a break, but I did. <laughs> and I'm remembering it now. All right. I, I just want to say thank you so much to you for being here, for listening, for having me in your ears. I can't tell you how much it means. Um, I hope this is, while it is a very short episode, I also hope it's a helpful one. And, um, I would encourage your, I would love it if you would get in, in contact with me and let me know, like, how does this land for you? Are you frustrated by the sleep thing? Uh, is there anything else I can help you with? Go to Karen at weturnedoutokay.com and let me know. And uh, finally, I just have a special thank you for our producer, the man who was, who, who came along through all these sleep challenges and, um, 
you know, and we're still, we're still hanging in there. We're still enjoying life. We're still enjoying our kids. Um, we're still enjoying our time together. I am so grateful to him. He is the 22 time winner of the husband of the year award, Benjamin Culp. And thank you again so much for listening. We will see you next time. for listening to We Turned Out Okay. I want to date to Australia. Find us on the web at weturnedoutok.com where you'll find show notes and more. What do you call cheese that's not yours? Nacho cheese. And remember, we only go around once. To be the best parents we can be, let's relax and enjoy the ride. I want to pee in the woods. Derp, 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 derp,